This is Brenda inside the Kid Code Playground, where, in the time it takes to have a coffee break, we shift stressed out families from painful parenting and kid chaos to positive parenting and calm kids using the techniques in the book, The Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies. The unexpected result? You get your belly laugh back and ensure your kids keep theirs. In this podcast, pointed straight at your heart, we understand that parents struggle with two big problems, time and strategies that work on the spot. Every time you tune in, you'll find something to help you get right now relief in an upset with your kids, because every parent deserves a peaceful parenting experience, and every child deserves a peaceful parent. Are you ready? Hello, peaceful, positive parents. Remember that this is the place where you have full permission to be a mess as a parent and accept our warm-hearted invitation to leave your parenting pain behind. It's my pleasure today to be joined by Michael. He is the founder of the Mindset Evolution Method, and I can't wait to hear more about it. It's a simple yet powerful interactive path that has helped people from all walks of life begin to, and listen to this, it's the most important part, see verifiable results in areas they've been stuck in for years. Have you been stuck? I know I have. Welcome, Michael. Welcome, Brenda, and thank you so much for having me. I am uh, honored. I've been able to uh, watch your work from afar, and I was so, so honored that you asked me to be a part of, uh, of what you're doing here. Well, I'm so happy you're here to help our parents. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So Michael Mulkey, I was uh, originally originally from South Louisiana and moved to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, probably would have been in the mid 90s to uh, be a rock star. And uh, <laughs> through various uh, blunders in life, I ended up on this path and uh, and happy to be here with you today. Oh, wonderful. So in our conversations, you've brought up some really wonderful questions. One of them was, uh, where's the manual for this thing we call parenting? How do you answer that? So this manual, you know, this is this is so interesting to me. The, the Probably the absolutely the hardest, most thankless job on the planet, <laughs> no manual, right? They, they literally just give you a baby and say, good luck. <laughs> and, <laughs> right, yeah. And again, this this allows our fears. Um, sometimes this can allow our fears and mistakes and blunders to sort of uh, end up predicting the results we get, right, by our behavior. So, um, you know, my kind of the thing that I look at is how do we do this differently? Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing to understand, and and this applies to everything, is anything that's happening out here. It is starting in here, right? It's starting in the mindscape. And so this is, we may not be conscious of this, but mm-hmm. this is exactly how it's working, whether we're, uh, whether it's working or in not working in some cases. And that's typically when we, we seek out some, some more information or some help. Um, I think that uh, in some ways at a deeper level, this is sort of our free will or the ability to make um a conscious choice, um, you know, taking that to another level and, and, and using our 
conscious mind, to the ability to remember, to have memory, right? And then the ability to envision or have a vision or use our imagination to, this is what I mean when I say let's re-perceive ourselves consciously and subconsciously. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting, but it seems so hard. It doesn't seem like, for example, um, when the child is having a hollering match or won't do their must-dos, it's such a challenge to do it differently than, you know, than we've been used to. Well, absolutely. So, and, and it's, it's interesting because I, a lot of people get, it comes around teenage time, right? Where they go, there's this discourse in the relationship. And I think that discourse is actually a lot more challenging with the toddlers, but they're smaller, right? So we can use our body to sort of contain them and, and take control. But, but as they get bigger, those things come out and obviously they've gotten a little smarter and a little more adept at handling themselves. So um, one of the things that, again, going back to consciously reperceiving ourselves and not allowing our, um, our programming or our fears to sort of dictate our behavior is ask yourself, what do I need to believe to be a good mother? our father or wife or sister or brother in the whole family dynamic. And then kind of let's start with define, instead of defining what we don't want, let's consciously create what we do want. And I know this sounds like a really simple thing, which most things that are this simple, they're really hard to do, right? It's like, yeah. oh, now what? So what, what I kind of do in my work is we, we, we have a conversation and someone, you know, typically something comes up. Like, for example, what do I do when my toddler's screaming? And, and, and we've all heard the analogy, put your oxygen mask on first, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing to do is obviously get in a state to be open and, and calm and centered. Because if you're being triggered, right, and a kid's feeding off this energy, now we're both in it, <laughs> right? And now the child's driving the car. Right now, we don't want the child to drive the car. We want to take control back. And sometimes that take, you know, could come into taking a break. Um, there's, you know, there's millions of books out there that tells you, you know, do these things. But I think the thing that that um, if you kind of think about the the idea of when you get triggered, you're you're, you're triggering an unconscious or a subconscious program, right? And it may have been stored with fear, anxiety, not recipes for great, great parenting, right? These, these feelings typically, but they will drive our behavior again. So stepping back and taking control of that. Um, I was the, you've heard this analogy um, using the, the horse and the rider, right? The conscious mind being represented by the rider and the horse being the subconscious. So when we take these, uh, we're triggered, by an outside event and subconscious programming takes over, takes us out of not only homostasis where we're calm and centered and we can make a good decision, um, it takes us out, puts us in fight or flight. And, and, and throughout, you know, when we get into nature versus nurture and, and DNA programming and stuff like that, this is how nature designed us, right? And that may be relevant. I, I'm sorry. It, it, it 
the manual's there. The trigger and the programming that's happening, when these outside events happen and you get triggered, this is the manual kicking in and it's on automatic, right? Michael? Yes. I'm sorry, but I would love to jump in right there because it's such an interesting idea that, first of all, I don't think most of us know that it's subconscious or unconscious programming that has just triggered. I, I think that's a new concept for many people. And, and yes, you're absolutely right. And and it's it makes what makes your work interesting, and it, it also makes my work interesting because you there's kind of two ways to approach it. You can approach it in a very logical, you know, uh, encyclopedic way, right? Which typically makes no sense, but it's more information. But information doesn't equal transformation, right? Right. So. It can. So what we do, what we typically do is look at the symptoms of this. Like what what are your symptoms of uh, some of this programming? What that might look like is um, you think about a mom. uh, You hear this a lot. Um, There's a a commonly referred to term is called uh, the mom petition, where you're using or comparing yourself to. Um, others, either their parenting or even comparing your children to where they're at. Uh, you know, my child's walking and mine's not. Oh, something's <laughs> wrong, right? And and so that's something that's been programmed into us. Um, again, teen and per- parent discourse, we've accepted it as a natural thing. And there is a natural separation that needs to happen. Um but it doesn't need to be as hard as, as we've made it. Um, the communication within the family, um, how you're communicating with your children, your spouse, even with to yourself. What are you saying to yourself all day? This comes up uh, often. You see this as feelings. Again, the feelings. And I don't like to label feelings as good or bad. Um, it's not fair. They're just feelings. They've You've had memories and energies that's been stored. They were stored with pain. They may have to release with pain, but they're nothing to fear. Um, but these these can be a great sign. This is a sign you're looking for, right? So, again, these, these feelings aren't necessarily a recipe for good parenting, but they're a sign to maybe to it's time to reach out for help or to get some insight or kind of re-perceive something. Um and then again, back to the, are, how do you identify um, when you, as a mom, what do you believe? What do you really believe? Or what do you want to believe is, is a better question. Again, going to how do I do this the very best I can do? Because I think this is, and this is important to know. So we all have these core beliefs, and, and I've got a model that I use I use a lot in, in trying to describe this. So there's a core belief, and our core beliefs determine our attitude in life. And our attitude determines our behavior, and our behavior determines a result, right? So if we're not getting the, the right results, we've been conditioned to thinking that, oh, I'll read Good Parenting Magazine, or I'll read, go to see uh, you know, the next latest hit doctor with the next latest diet or whatever it is, right? But here's the catch. The results, and you're hardwired for this, have to match the core belief. So if there's anything in your core belief that says, I'm not a good mom, and, and you pick this up 
without discernment, right? At childhood and even generationally. And for whatever reasons, people had to survive in, in different circumstances and different times than we did. They picked these things up because they were necessary for that time and place. We didn't need to keep them, right? So we can choose to kind of, here's where we kind of get in. And so instead of working here at the behavior level with more data, more information, I work here at the core beliefs. So what we do is you simply use your imagination. You tell me um, I, I, a famous question that I ask is, what do you want instead? Whatever's happening that you don't like in your life, ask yourself, what do I want instead? And then we, we, there's a little bit of finagling that to, to put it in terms that the subconscious mind understands because it's very present, um, very simple, but it also, um, it allows us to align that subconscious processor that's really running the show. You're not really in control. You, we get the illusion that we're in control at times, but it aligns that with what you want. It clearly understands what you want. Um, but that's we good. all, sorry. That's really great, Michael. Um, good information for our parents. And so I would invite them to stay tuned to next week so they can learn more because next week we're going to discuss with Michael about this generational programming and free will versus DNA. Also, he's going to give you a simple tool as a parent. So, Michael, thank you very much for helping us understand that um, it seems like we don't have a choice. The, the reactions or overreactions are coming from our core beliefs, and there is something we can do about that. Because oftentimes, if you know, you're know ho hollering match with a kid, um, it would be just great to stop and say, where is this coming from in me? So thank you once again, and I can't wait to talk to you till next week. So please do look up Michael's information. You see it all in the show notes. And we'll talk to you next week, dear parents. Thank you. Thank you for listening and making your parenting life and your child's life more positive and peaceful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to take a Kid Code course, yep, you can do it in the time it takes to have a coffee break. If you'd like to become a Kid Code teacher, or if you want to reach me directly to talk about anything Kid Code, I'm here. Thekidcode.ca Instant evolution into positive, peaceful parenting, one upset at a time.